Good afternoon. Thank you for um, tuning in to Luana's Urban Voices. Oh my gosh, it's Friday, the day before Halloween. In Texas, we had a beautiful full moon this morning when I woke up. And I'm thinking that is why today it's been a crazy news day. Let's start in California, shall we? So, this black woman and her six-year-old daughter were at a dog park, minding their, you know, letting their dog run around the dog park. Her dog got attacked by another dog belonging, belonging to a black family as well. The black family was so apologetic that their dog attacked her dog, and they had pretty much squashed the whole incident. But a white man got involved called 911 and started using all of these racial slurs describing the incident in this and that. And the woman was like, I know you're not calling me the N-word. Then another white man got involved and coughed in her face, telling her to back off, N-word. The woman was like, they weren't even involved in the initial incident, but they felt obligated to get involved and to turn a non-situation into a major situation. So the black woman, of course, we, we video recorded everything. This white man coughing on her during COVID. This other man calling... Um, the police and then telling her I'm secret service I can do this mind your business n-word so I'm like this is getting crazy okay that's California and then today we find out that there were two white men that made 12,000 robocalls to black voters in Detroit and Cleveland telling them if they voted their information would become public knowledge and that the police were going to begin looking to see if they had any warrants, if they owed any money, if they haven't paid their child support. It was just this big, long speech saying that once you vote, you need to start being careful because now the police are going to be after you, basically, is what the message was. 12000 robocalls before they got caught um, <clears throat> with that misinformation. So as punishment, the judge told them to make 12,000 calls telling those people we lied and it was not true. But think about it. 12,000 calls to prevent black voters from voting. And then it keeps going on. Today, the officer who was shot by Breonna Taylor's boyfriend filed a lawsuit against him for pain, agony, and the fact that he's not able to go back to work due to the injury. So he reversed the tables. Anybody can sue, and that's what he decided to do. I'm going to sue you 
while you're suing the police departments or any money you get, I need to get for pain, suffering, and um, the lack of income because I'm not able to work anymore. So, more to come on the Breonna Taylor case. It's a, this is a case that just will not go away. Um, the officers, they still have no idea why they did the warrant on her. Everybody's blaming everybody else now. They're all pointing fingers at somebody else. And now the officer who was actually shot by Breonna Taylor's boyfriend is in the process of suing him. Wow. It, that's, it just gets crazier. And then we had so many stories today that were just crazy. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, this election can't be over fast enough. First of all, we need this election to be over with as quickly as we can because we just, our country needs to heal and we are not going to be able to heal properly unless we get out of the situation that we're in. Unless we get a new president, our country just won't be able to heal. And I don't think our country's ever going to heal because you got to remember, I don't know why the white race thinks they own this company, this country. They don't own this country. This country was already inhabited by people when they came over and found it. And they didn't really find it because it wasn't lost. It already had people here. It had tribes and tribes of Indians in all parts of this country. You had Eskimos in Alaska. You had Indians in California, uh, New Mexico, Louisiana. I mean, people were already here when the English found this country and start sending over their own, sending over a ton of um, white people. You didn't find the country. You don't own the country. You slaughtered a race of people and then once you slaughtered them you gave them a little bit of land here's your reservation you guys can stay salvages but we're going to develop everything else around you you gave the indian people a little bit of land you gave them the worst health care or hospitals in their reservations and you think that you are entitled to be in this country because you have taken advantage of the resources in this country, of the people in this country. You've gone to different countries to make people your slaves. Don't forget Chinese men helped build the railroad. Um, and they were paid next to nothing and treated like nothing. So you guys, because you have used the people around you to build your wealth, doesn't mean you're entitled to this country. We should be able to live together. And if we don't figure out how to live in harmony, we are going to destroy our country and a lot of people in the process. So I'm just like, wow, 
we got to figure this out and we got to figure it out quickly. But the lady at the dog park, the black lady who was assaulted by the two white gentlemen verbally, um, she said, stand up for yourself. We can't take this anymore. We have to stand up for change. As traumatized as I am, I'm glad I stood up for me and my daughter. That's what we're going to have to do, people. The last story I want to really talk about is Paris McKenzie. McKenzie. She is 16 years old. With the help of her older brother and her mother, she opened up a black beauty supply store in New York. She said that she was tired of being racially profiled when she went into the black hair supply store that given the opportunity to open her own, her mom encouraged her to do so. Now her mom is a very well-known hairstylist in um, the area of New York where they opened up their shop, I think it's Brooklyn. But anyway, her mom's a very well-known hairstylist and pretty much has a great boutique of hair care stuff already. But down the street, there was an opportunity to open up a black, I mean, to open up a beauty supply store. Um, the people who had owned it before couldn't maintain their lease. So her mom said, Paris, you need to open this with the help of your brother and y'all need to own this business. Here's a black woman who already owns her business encouraging her 16-year-old daughter to own her business along with her brother. She's saying, look, I own my business. Now it's time for you to own your business and it's time for you to teach your children to own their businesses. That is how we build wealth, people. I'm so proud of her. I will be going her, the name of her boutique is, I think it's called Paris McKenzie um, Beauty Supply. Look it up. I will be ordering stuff from her online if she has online ordering available because she's a 16-year-old entrepreneur who's black, who's building wealth. This is what we have to teach our children to build wealth to work for ourselves, to give back to our community when we're working for ourselves, to stand up for ourselves, not to lie down anymore and say, this is just the way it is, to challenge the system, to get involved in the system, and to be a part of the policy and procedure changes in the system. We can't stand on the sideline anymore watching. We can't stand on the sideline anymore complaining. We can't stand on the sideline anymore marching. We have got to do something and got to do something now and we've got to do something better. I'm encouraging you guys to support your black owned businesses. I support them. I don't complain about their prices because I know that the supply and demand that they have is hard to meet. And I know sometimes I get frustrated when I go to a website and they don't have what I want. But then I get a pleasant surprise. I ordered coffee from Red Bay's Coffee and it was delicious and it came to me in a timely manner. So we are still out there. We are still doing what we need to do. 
we can make a difference. Please vote. Please make sure your vote counts. And please, let's make a real change. We are no longer going to say that Black Lives Matter. We're going to mean it and then we're going to stand up for it. You guys have a wonderful weekend. I will definitely be back to you guys on Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in to Luana's Urban Voices. I really appreciate the support. I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. And um, what else can I say? Bye, guys. <laughs>